Go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. I was going to do a loud fucking Godzilla roar, you know, like my horrifically bad attempt at one, like roar or some shit, but roar. I decided not to. Yeah, so. thank you. I'm Joe. Mike. All right. I'm Mike. Sorry. All right. So we're doing a Godzilla King of the Monsters, and we got some uh, news and, and trailers to talk about as well. All right. So what is up with that synopsis? You're a big boy. <laughs> Read it. You know what it's all about. I thought this is why we had a monitor here for me. I gotta find. There you go. All right. So pretty much, yeah. Godzilla's been dormant for five years, or supposedly missing for five years, and all of a sudden, shit gets real. Really? <laughs> He's been missing for five years. Apparently, you've been paying attention to the movie. I watched the movie, and, and most people <laughs> thought that Godzilla was missing for five years, except for the monarch fuckers. Yeah, not that they've been tracking him for the, the last monarch five fuckers years. were, but they were telling the public they didn't know where he was. All right. So anyway, members of the cryptozoological agency zoological isn't it's not zoological. There's not three O's in there. Okay, zoological. It's zoological. All right, uh, monarch. Anyway, they <laughs> face off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Gojira, who collides with Mothra, Rodan, and his ultimate nemesis, the three-headed king Ghidorah. Ghidorah the Explorer. <laughs> When the when these ancient superspecies thought to be mere myths rise again, they all vie for supremacy, leaving humanity's very existence hanging in the balance. Um, I know that you had a big fucking boner for this movie way way back <laughs> when the first uh, teaser trailer came out for it, right? Mm. And I didn't I, have a big boner for it. Cool, because you it saw cool. your favorite, you know, your favorite. Oh, I was happy. Show. I wanted to see Ghidorah, the yeah. Explorer, and Rodan and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, was this movie done by Roland Emmerich? <laughs> Shit, may have been. Fuck. But despite the plot's blatant stupidity. <laughs> As in the 2014 film, this Godzilla is a stouter fellow than we have seen in previous incarnations, but he gets the weak, reeking international havoc job done, as do the many other monsters. Godzilla, dude, Godzilla's just like in the first movie. He just shows up. To Best film of 2019 so far. Says who? Oh, well. It's an audience review. There are very little redeeming qualities to this movie. Yes. Yeah. The whole movie's under a fucking blue filter, which drove me nuts. I love the color blue, but God damn it, dude. You're not the only one. I watched, so um, I guess Kieran Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's brother, yeah. has a, has a re- movie review thing going on on YouTube. Fuck him. <laughs> and it's it's actually not bad. I wouldn't doubt it. He's a good actor. I um. I, uh, Fuller, stop drinking all the Pepsi. I, I, I actually subscribed to the channel because... I was in. I was fucking entertained. Yeah. Um. Uh. And they they said the exact same thing with that blue filter and the rain right there is on the yeah on the posters. It's like fucking the too fucking much. Blue. Uh, that's right. O'Shea Jackson Jr. It's was like in the it. DC version of fucking Godzilla. You can't kill Ice Cube Jr. <laughs> uh, we'll go. We'll get into. So Gareth Edwards, the director, stated, or the director of the 2014 version, stated that he wanted Godzilla to work as a standalone film with a definitive ending, and he opposed suggestions that the ending should leave the film open for a sequel. He said that he had no problem coming back to do the sequel if the film did well, but his main concern was delivering a satisfying experience with the current film. I want a story that begins and ends, and you leave on a high note. That's all we cared about when we were, when we were making this film, just this film. 
And if this film is good, the others can come, but let's pay attention to this and not get sidetracked by other things. Sounds like a coach when he's uh, you know, telling his players, focus on this fucking game. The, he Belichicked it. Yeah. Right? Um, legendary greenlit the sequel with plans to produce a trilogy and Edwards attached to direct. At Comic-Con in 14, Legendary confirmed that they had acquired the rights to Mothra, Rodan, and Ghidorah from Toho. A teaser clip showing concept art with the ending taglines, Let Them Fight, was shown. Other details of their appearance in either of the two sequels were not announced. Uh, Legendary announced that the sequel will be released uh, June 8, 2018, and writer Max Borenstein would write the screenplay. Uh, okay. Um, Godzilla 2 will be pushed back until 2019. That same month, uh, Warner Bros. revealed that Edwards had left a sequel to work on smaller scale projects. Also felt that Edwards also felt that Legendary needed to get on with things instead of waiting for him to finish work on Rogue One, but expressed his hope to work on Godzilla again one day. I haven't heard a goddamn <coughs> thing about him. I looked him up. I didn't see shit since Rogue One. Nothing. When in doubt, Wikipedia. I wikied him. Didn't see shit. Yeah. yeah. Last thing what, he did was what a, the fuck is going yeah. on? Last thing he did was a cameo role in in in, in, uh, in Last Jedi. So apparently he's working on smaller scale projects. What if he's working on like some of the Star Wars stuff or some of the Disney Plus stuff? That's possible. You know, I, I look. The first Godzilla had its problems. You know, the 2014 version. I wasn't but, a big fan of the Mudos, but I can deal with the Mudos because you had got to start somewhere, and you <laughs> didn't want to blow your load soon. Yeah. You know, and. You know, there could have been a little bit more Godzilla in the movie, but you know what? That I, I think the that added though to the whole slow build, so that when you do see Godzilla, it's like, oh, okay, fucking, there's Godzilla. You know, instead of just constantly in your face with him. So, you know, I, I, I fucking, I, I thought it was a really good movie. So this one is like the opposite. This one is just, I mean, look at the guys who fucking wrote Krampus, and then there's another one they wrote together too. That's fucking. That's another shitty movie that we saw. Right. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Okay, but. Uh, Max Bornstein or Doherty? It's Doherty. I think it's yeah, Doherty and Shield. Uh, Go- Bornstein wrote Godzilla, Kong Skull Island, and Willie Help, right? I yeah, think, I know. it's not him. It was in the production notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Doherty and Shields, who both worked on Krampus. Okay. Oh no, I, I, was, I thought you were gonna click on their shit so we could see their fucking resumes. I don't have any. I don't have it. Bastards. All right. So anyway, um, the Zach, Doherty and Zach Shields, right there. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I actually wrote what they did in my review for the movie. Right here, I'll just look up Zach Shields because I don't need news. Just give me the fucking laydown. Krampus, Craigio, and Godzilla. Oh, that's it. That's the only thing that they have for his biography is Krampus, Godzilla, King of the Monsio, Monsters, Monsios, Monsters, and Craigio. <laughs> Michael Doherty. I don't know which Michael Doherty it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the, um, the guy who directed this also um, co-wrote Krampus and Trick or Treat and Superman Returns and X Men Two, X Men United. Yeah. So Krampus was fucking not like, not as good as it should have been, nor near as good as it should have been. That's just weak. Sip it weak. So the movie makes over five hundred million worldwide, right? It made a bunch of money. This movie? Yeah, no, no, no. The um, the first Godzilla, the twenty fourteen. Right, right. And what do they do? They don't give it back to the guy who made it, made the first one, and you know, as good as it was. No, they give it to these fucking guys, 
where they just pretty much Jurassic World it, worlded it. Uh, look, the monster fights are fine. Let's get that out of the way, okay? Everything about the monster fights was fucking awesome. It was. There are issues, obviously, the blue filter, the red filter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And not. There were 17 monsters. Yeah. They showed eight. I was fine with that. I was. No, no. If you tell us there's 17 monsters and you see them on the fucking map. Yeah. And you don't show us which monsters they are, you've wasted our time. You can't tell us that there's 17 monsters all around the country. All around the country, all around the fucking world, destroying things. Yeah. And show Rodan, Ghidorah, Mothra, Godzilla destroying stuff. Another Muto. No, no, no. You don't they don't we don't even see that shit. We see the crab monster, we see the fucking mammoth, we see the Muto, but we don't really see them doing anything. We see like somewhat them walking through a city or whatever. So what's the one named where the big tort tur- you know, the big turtle coming out of the, the mountain? Gamora. Yeah. But you know, Gamora. Gamera. We, we didn't see that. But I'm pretty sure that that's Gamera. Yeah. Um, so I added that into my tally. But they showed eight. Were the other nine? You have to show that. You have to in the movie. If you say something's going on and you show a map of all the stuff, you have to show us the monsters that are destroying the world. Because then it just it it doesn't leave you wanting more. It leaves you empty. You're like, well, what about these other fucking things? These wasted fucking characters left me empty. And, and well, yeah, we'll get into that in a second. See, it shouldn't even a photo. Yeah, I mean, that's how you, that's how you get the other monsters in there that were missing. Get rid of these fucking shitty characters. Right, but we'll get into that in a minute. So focus, and, and then n- what they should have done was just focus on the four: Mothra, Godzilla, Rodan, and Ghidorah. And even then, that was way too much. I mean, this is like an end sequence. This is like Return of the Jedi finale. It's making up. It seems like it's making up for the lack of action, monster action from the first Godzilla from the 2014. It's like going in the opposite direction. Like it was under. But there was the first one was underkill, and then this one's overkill. The first one wasn't even underkill. It was perfect in the way that everything was set up. Yeah, and it's not a perfect movie. What I'm saying is that the way they set it up, you're su- it's supposed to be like if you watch the original fucking Godzilla movies, and we're not talking about the ones where you know he's doing a fucking dance or doing karate or whatever. And <laughs> I'm talking about like he's the, got the googly eyes. No, no, that's that's yeah, but no, <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I'm talking about, like, and when he's fighting with Ultraman to you know, and, and all this other shit. If you watch like the first three, four, three or four Godzilla movies, it's him basically. It's tension building, and then him fucking everything up. Like yeah. if you watch the Godzilla movie with Raymond Burr, literally you see jack shit. It's yeah. Raymond. It's it's from Raymond Burr's point of view. Yeah, and it's 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 excellently done. It's really well done, and he wakes up after the attack. After Godzilla fucking tramples Tokyo. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Right. Yeah. I should have died. It's basically the opening line. I should have be I should be dead. <laughs> what would Perry Mason do? There's an and then there's an, a Godzilla movie before that where you don't really see Godzilla. I mean, he's attacking fishing fishing boats and whatnot. Yeah. But you don't see him until you know, and, and it's sporadic throughout the movie. And I think he has like maybe ten minutes of screen time total in yeah. in the entire movie. And he still destroys Tokyo and whatnot. But what happens is, is that he's not he he's not central to the story. Yeah. 
story because there's there's plot A and Godzilla's plot B. Special guest star. Yes. Um, my uh, thoughts about the movie. It's pretty okay. There was a lot of monster fighting, but I'm still under the opinion that the song is a lot better than any Godzilla movie ever made. Okay, you can go now. It's a pretty good song. Because you're completely wrong. Okay. Bye-bye. I mean, like, I haven't seen them all, so whatever. There's only, like, four dozen of them. What's taking you so long? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Godzilla versus Sasquatch. I I, I kid about him being wrong, but he's not really. I'm making a joke about you being wrong, sort of. I, I wasn't a fan of of System of a Down doing Godzilla. Oh, there's the original one with Blue Oyster Cult, mm-hmm. and then there's there's the Racer X version of Godzilla, and I can't, can't play it, but which is much much better. And then you have this remake, and it, like, it's a good song, but it's off. It's it's awful because they did a remake of this song where it just they're pandering. That's pandering, mm-hmm. completely pandering. Like, if you're going to do it, just use the original fucking version and, and pay Blue Oyster Cult. Don't be dicks. Don't be, a fuck, don't be a remake dick and try to remake it and make it better, because you're not going to make it better. And even the Racer X song is not better than... It's, it's good, and it's all detuned and everything else, and that's what makes it really fucking fun to listen to. But this... Uh, I don't want to get into it. The soundtrack was okay. I listened to the, sound, to the soundtrack, but we'll get into that. Sorry, I'm coughing. It's warm and I'm still recovering. Ricola? No, I don't need Ricola for coughing. Ricola. Fuck off. <laughs> um, warm milk, perhaps? Yeah, that's what I want is warm milk for... You're coating your throat. Coating my throat. How about some buttermilk? Orveltine? <laughs> Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> a crummy commercial? Son of a bitch. Dory felt the struggles of writing the script were balancing the monster spectacle while still creating a story with human characters that we care about. All right. Let's... uh, I haven't talked enough about the the monsters, but the monster fights were fine. Mm -hmm. If you're going to go see Godzilla, you're going to enjoy it because we get to see... uh, Oh, and I have a theory. Every time a goddamn team wins a World Series, they destroy that city. 2014, who wins the World Series? I don't, dude. You're just gonna have to tell me. I, what I fucking city did they destroy, Joe? I don't remember. Chicago, San Francisco. How could you not remember? It was the god. It was the opening scene of this fucking movie. I don't follow sports anymore. It was the opening scene of this movie, literally in San Francisco. The entire movie of 2014 Godzilla takes place where? I guess it's San Francisco. You guess in San Francisco? You can't remember? I was distracted by the blue filter from the 2014 movie. <laughs> No, um, I, I guess. Uh, look, I, I guess. That's what I asked you. I, what, about not guess. what about Age of Extinction with Remember no, Chicago? I, I don't care about Transformers. I'm asking you about fucking. God, you can't remember uh, Godzilla. The, the Cubs won when that came out. Again, no, you're wrong. Godzilla. <laughs> not fucking focusing on Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not remember that they destroyed what San Francisco? What do you think about Optimus Prime? I can't do fucking Harry Carey, dude. Well, then don't. (laughs) I can't do... Hey! (laughs) from last night. It's from Cocktails with Heather. (laughs) 20 minutes of fucking Harry Carey. (laughs) Like, I'm... I'm You you can't remember that they destroyed fucking San Francisco when they opened the movie with them in San Francisco? Sure. Yes or no? I don't remember. And you don't remember the entire city being destroyed from the first movie? 
I remember, yeah, yeah. And they kind of just blocked the rest of it out. They're like, fuck that. We're not rebuilding this motherfucker. And then they destroyed Boston yeah. in this movie. I, I remember them destroying So who's Boston. won the last two World Who's won those World Series in 2014 and 2018? I assume Boston. Am I right? <laughs> I know. It's Boston because they beat my fucking Dodgers. I know. And? I don't know who else. Oh, fuck, fuck you. You fucking queer. I don't care. Who fucking won the World Series in 2014? Oh, God damn it. I fucking hate being with a mass hole. <laughs> yes, the fucking Patriots won. The New England Patriots. Who won the World Series in 2014? I don't know. The Sox? The Giants. I mean the Giants. Fuck Thank the- you. Come on, man. Let's fucking move on with this I'm shit. Trying to, I'm trying to get an answer from you. You can't fucking answer the question. I just... <laughs> I'm, I, I literally... Can I just be dumb? Let me be. I literally underhanded a fucking beach ball sized pitch to you, and you couldn't even hit it. No. Nah. You, you couldn't. You couldn't even bunt it. You just let it walk by. Just whoa! whoa. What was that? <laughs> that was a pigeon. Here's your favorite food, Joe. I can't see it. I can't even smell it. Yes, the Giants won. All right. So my theory is is that every time a goddamn team wins the World Series, they destroy the fucking teams. They destroy that that area. So that. if the Cleveland if the Cleveland Indians had won in 2018, they probably would have destroyed all of Ohio. That'd be a fucking shame. Yeah. So uh, th- my point being is, uh, it's just weird yeah. that they would pick Boston and. San Francisco yeah. as the two starting points. I know it's East Coast, See, West Coast. When the Cavaliers thing, but... won the won the NBA championship, <laughs> it has nothing to do with basketball. No, no. Listen, when the Cleveland Cavaliers won the NBA championship a few years ago, that's when we should have had escape from Cleveland, and then it could have gotten nuked. <laughs> I was pandering to you, but apparently it didn't work. No, because we've already done escape from Cleveland. Cleveland is a giant fucking walled off prison. Yeah, and then it gets nuked at the end. No, it doesn't. I want to nuke it, Mike. You can't. It, it's a giant walled off prison. Okay. It's it's there it's, gonna be some residue. Yeah. Go. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Show's over. <laughs> Actually it's not a bad idea if they nuke it and then turn it into a prison. Ooh. Like part of part of your sentence is just being irradiated while you work. Well, no, you gotta clean it. Clean it while you're getting irradiated. So yeah. Ooh, like Chernobyl part uh, duh. Uh, <laughs> how cool would that be, huh? Yeah. Except the whole escape from Clavin is about mm-hmm. is about basically a uh, uh, money heist. And the harder you work, the more lead-lined fucking clothes you get. Well, <laughs> except you again, you have to work for more protection. Again, what? escape from Cleveland is all about stealing money. Right. It has nothing to do with any of that shit. So, <laughs> I, I just I was waiting for more um, insight into sports teams. I can't help it if you're sports stupid. Yes, I've walked away for the most part. I, I can't help it if I fucking lob you a softball, fucking just underhanded pitch. Did the Niners and, win? And, and and I and I say, who won the World Series in 2014? Did the Golden State Warriors win the World Series? And, <laughs> and you can't tell me, but you know the fucking Dodgers went to the goddamn World Series in 2018. Yeah, I watched every game. Um, all right, so anyway. The, your your most hated fucking rival, the Dodgers' most hated fucking rival, and you couldn't tell me. I never fed into that bullshit, man. It's just they are the, the most hated rival. I understand. It's just the intensity with it. Just always, just like okay, fucking move on with your lives. It's a good rivalry. Yeah, it's, it just seems just too much vitriol there. Too much. People get stabbed and shit over that. I don't give a shit about that. It's a great rivalry. 
Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't like it because all I ever hear is anti-Dodger shit because I'm up here. And it makes sense because of where I'm at, but still, I'm, I fucking... I, so what? Get over it. There's more people that like the Dodgers up here than than don't. I, you, I, well, you calm down. So, <laughs> this is dumb. I'm not dumb, you're dumb. You are. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's why we're having fun. Yes. Um, this movie. Where the fuck do we start, dude? Where do we start with the human... Okay, do you want me to start or should... Yeah, I want you, you want to me? go into your fucking hatred rant about this movie because you were. I think you were shaking your head in disapproval while we were watching this. I... Um, I was okay with the beginning, okay? So they, they kill off a bunch of people. They steal Mothra. That was fine. Yeah, they yeah. started off all right. They steal the thing called the Orca, which is, again, a stupid idea. Yeah. They, so they, they have this machine called the Orca, which is, is, the, uh, is the MacGuffin. The, there we go. That's the fucking word. I, I'm a movie <laughs> guy, and I always forget the name of that. It's the MacGuffin. Okay. And, and it's, it's basically a tool used to control the, the beasts, the the. the the Titans, if you want to call them that. It didn't right? really seem like it controls them very well. It controlled them pretty fucking good. It just sounded like it made them irritable. You missed the whole thing where it calmed them down and Well, I'm talking about like, like, like near the end where, all she, the time. where she turned it on and it just kept wanting to fucking kill her. No, she turned it on and it stopped trying to fucking kill her. And then it, and then it destroyed the machine and then went after her. Eh. Not eh. That's exactly what happened. Eh. <laughs> so they're chasing the people that are killing all these all these. These echo terrorists, yeah, led by that. Charles Dance. Yeah, which I, I, I like Charles Dance. He was great in this movie. There's only two characters in this movie I liked. I like Charles Dance, and I liked Godzilla. Bradley Bradley Whitford's yes character. And I totally agree with that. Yeah, um, yeah, Bradley Whitford. His character reminded me of his this almost the same exact character he played in Cabin in the Woods. Okay, um, you have you you have oh my god, you have the MacGuffin. Yes. <laughs> No, I'm, hold on a second. Kyle Chandler plays Dr. Mark Russell. And I love Kyle Chandler, man, but... Not for this movie. Not for, it is a waste he is of, not a goddamn action figure. He was there just to be the disapproving factor of Godzilla. No, he, and I like that. I like the fact that he was, he was that way. I like the fact that he was like, just kill them all because mm. they are going to fucking destroy us and you guys are goddamn idiots for just letting this happen. Mm -hmm. So fuck off, all of you. That's basically what he said. He is not an action movie hero. He is... A guy that should be pay, playing a Secret Service agent, yeah, without having to run or play Die Hard or okay? coach or something, right? Yeah, he wor formerly worked for Monarch and co-inventor of the Orca, a device that enables communication with the Titans, but can also potentially control them using their bioacoustics on a sonar level. I don't remember them talking. I don't remember anything about communi enabling communication with the Titans, but fine. After suffering a loss, Mark has an, an unfavorable time. Uh, excuse me, unfavorable opinion of the Titans, Godzilla in particular. Despite this, he joins a rescue mission along with Dr. Sarah Zawa and Dr. Graham to save Emma and Madison from nefarious forces. Yeah, we had Ken Watanabe and we had... Um, um, Vera Farmiga. Vi well, no, no, I'm talking about um, Sally Hawkins from uh, Shape of Water, mm -hmm. those two returning characters. And they fucking killed her. Yeah, she just got smashed. What? What? No, she got eaten. Oh, oh yep, yep, you're right, yep. So, and we'll get into that part in a second. So, so Vera Farmiga plays Dr. Emma Russell. They're divorced because she's fucking loony, obsessed, and 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 and, and her son died. Yeah, the death of their son split them up. Pretty and that's much. Uh, actually, and that's real in real life. That's yeah. usually what happened. And the husband went off to just he distracted himself with wolf watching, animal watching. Well, he shit. got he became a drunk, and then did and, he become a drunk? 
yeah, it was kind of an important part of the story. I don't remember that. I, okay, sure. And then, um, and so, so Vera Farmiga and Millie Bobby Brown, who plays Madison, um, so they they live together. The the husband's out of the picture, and um, there's a twist coming. <laughs> yeah, uh, she has a distant relationship with her father. You know, they're emailing back and forth, but yeah. apparently the mom doesn't like it. Like, you know what? Fuck you. This is that's bullshit. It's it's such a it, that's a garbage that set off the whole tone of it being completely garbage that she doesn't she doesn't want her talking to her father for what whatever reason. I mean he's completely sobered up and he's found a new passion in life. Yeah. You know, and and he emails his daughter to see how she's doing because, you know, it's not that big of a deal, but yeah. it's a big deal because the mom doesn't like it. I think also because she was so focused <laughs> on getting her plan, her orca plan to go What does that have to do with not liking the fact that the daughter and the father are emailing Because he would talk the out. daughter out of it. Because if he knew if the daughter was involved with that shit. But he didn't. Because he didn't know. Until he knew. He didn't know anything that was going on. Yeah. He didn't yeah. care. He, he was just like, hey, how are you doing? What's, what's your mom doing? What's, what's going on with you? I'm more interested in you. I could care less about her. Because I already know what she's doing. She's working for whoever. And, and that's, that's the problem I have with this whole thing. Is that he didn't know anything that was going on until, like you said. And, and until uh, Tweedledee and Tweedle Dipshit shows up, yeah, which is Sally Hawkins <laughs> and and Ken Watanabe show up and say, "Hey, your wife has been kidnapped by this guy, Charles Dance." Oh yeah, don't forget the first <laughs> time they show them, they're in like a fucking Senate meeting or whatever with, yeah. with CCH Pounder, yeah, and and it, it, they're talking about, "Oh, you want more money for this?" Like, okay, wait a minute. Later in the movie, you see that there's all these fucking. <coughs> Uber expensive facilities being put all over the world. Right. Especially the one in Antarctica, the one that the most recently found, found after Godzilla went away. Right. Right. And so in the, in the span of less than five years. They found 17 Titans. They, they, they built this gigantic, 16, 16 this gigantic underground facility in Antarctica. Right. And ice that is so fucking thick, it's thicker than fucking metal in most spots, right? I don't know. Well, you know, the density of it, right? So Lasers. And... They're able to build this multi, this super expensive facility down here, right? Right, and I'm just, it, we're and they're they're and now where the fuck oh, is the money I, coming from? I have even fucking got that. It's trillions of dollars. How about the gigantic flying spaceship that acts as a oh. as a as an aircraft carrier in the sky, like like in like like Agents of Shield kind of shit? Yeah, right. Yeah, where you can fly where you can fly the uh, the Ospreys right into them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the and the one that that flies in and crashes and doesn't kill anybody miraculously. Yeah, it was too fucking much, man. And that's what I liked about the first movie. The first movie felt like it had more realism to it with the military. The military was just the military, right? You know, yeah, all, I mean, none of it was fucking. It, n- How did Monarch go from just this uh, the clandestine organization in in five years to fucking GI Joe the movie, the one that came out you know ten years ago? They they're with their secret underground facilities and all this money and shit, all this revenue. It just it, it was just no, it, it was bullshit. I didn't even think about that. I, I was more, I was more thinking about okay, I, I like the facilities and everything. They have like fifty, at least fifty two facilities. Yeah, I, I my brain never processed that uh-huh. into thinking where the fuck did they come up with all the money? Yeah, but the answer is blowing in the wind, <laughs> space money. The 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 answer is actually, um, the uh, the the twins, the Mothra twins. Yeah. 
they're from space, so they they have unlimited. They they I would I would have to say because they're the ones that I think they're the ones that started Monarch. They're the ones that have come from space with Mothra, so they have unlimited resources. That's where all the money is basically coming from. So uh, um, I have to think. I think that was the, the that was the undertone for that whole s- piece of scene. Yeah. Where the piece of shit scene, that's what I should say. Where the, the Chinese girl. Yeah. Or the Japanese girl, whoever she is. I think she's Japanese. Yeah, she's one of and those. And her sister yeah. was in a different part. Her sister was with Mothra while she was on the, the flying wing thing. Yeah. And, and they're the twins. They're the ones that are supposed to usher in Mothra. You know, do the dance. Ha ha. Mothra, <laughs> Mothra, Mothra is here. Right? <laughs> and And she... She shows the picture book where it actually makes reference to her her mom and her mom's sister uh-huh. from the original movie. Okay, that's what that from was. From the original okay. Mothra. See, okay. You didn't know that? No, and but I knew that there was something from the past because the way you, when you nudged me and you went, uh-huh, right? And then I'm like, okay. I knew there was, there was some kind of connection, right? This must be something to the past. They basically referenced every Godzilla movie. So all the Godzilla movies... Including Godzilla versus King Kong. <laughs> including Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah. All of the Godzilla movies um, are... Uh, Canon. Yeah. They're saying, yeah. Every one of them. So getting into the meat of this whole thing, which is the fucking stupid script. Yeah. Okay. The cool parts. Godzilla showing up at the fa- underwater facility and glowing. That was fun. cool. Loved it. That was fucking cool. Godzilla fighting Ghidorah uh, in the water. Yeah. Kind of cheesy, but not bad. Rodan w- laying waste to those Mexican cities. Fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, when he's flying over. Yeah, and everyone's that, just getting that is blasted a direct, back. Yeah. If you watch, like, the older Godzilla movies where Rodan's flying over, it, and and his vapor trail is just basically leaving, leading a, uh, 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 a wake of destruction, you know? Yeah. And then um, that I, I love that. Ghidorah and Godzilla fighting the first time in Antarctica was really cool. <coughs> and then the final fight. You have the final fight in, in Massachusetts or, you know, in Fenway or yeah. whatever you want to call it. When you have... The nuclear blast uh, Godzilla was cool as well. When, when when he surged, his radiation surged up, and then he fucking... Oh, and he turned red? Yeah. Well, that was more because of Mothra. Yeah, because he got, he got the energy... He, he was fucking sprinkled. melting all the buildings and stuff like yeah. that. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah that yeah that that was fucking awesome, but the the fucking the the, the problem I'm just saying fuck all the fucking fuck 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 this fucking fucking movie goddamn fucking shit bullshit goddamn moronic writer fucks sorry it's like the last fucking Boy Scout <laughs> <laughs> yes you have the stupid subplot where Kyle Chandler's going after his wife and his daughter. And his wife says, "I'm working for the bad guys yeah. to cleanse the planet and turn everything." You sh- you remember what? Remember what? Uh, oh, San God. Francisco used the to whole, look like. The whole fucking video was just straight up exposition, dude. Yeah, it just God damn. I was like, okay. And then the trees growing back because these guys leave their footprint, and then that what happens is it, it it's making the earth heal itself again. And then this this whole eco terrorism. You know, we have to we have to fix the earth. Fine, okay, whatever. Yeah. Thanks, Captain Planet. Yeah, <laughs> and and it is such a bullshit explanation. Yeah. Instead of hey, we're echo to like Charles Dance's whole thing yeah. was pretty simple. 
I'm going to raise these monsters, and we are going to kill humanity. Yeah. Fuck humanity. It, I fucking hate He's it. He's Agent Smith. Yeah. <laughs> and that explanation was good enough for me. Yeah. I didn't need, an, I didn't need a fucking uh, uh, a three-minute documentary piece on how we're killing the Earth, and these monsters are going to regrow the Earth. Because that's yeah. just utter shit. Or just like his reaction to uh, Vera Farmiga's character near the end of the movie. Right. When she wanted to change things, he's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> we, we worked this hard, now you're changing your mind? Yeah. He should have shot and killed her. Yeah. And he's like, let her go. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Because he's like, because what's, what's already started yeah. is nasty enough as it is. And you have these fucking titans out there, and you want to go out there in the middle of Massachusetts and go find your fucking daughter while... Two gigantic lizards yeah. that spit fire and and radiation yeah. and have disintegrating lightning shooting all yeah. around. Yeah, and how is it? Have fun. How is it the husband can just take these expensive helicopters with a pilot and to go find his daughter? Which you know, in reality, she'd be fucking dead. Okay, with all these monsters. He wasn't fighting. taking them. They they were they there were was rescue a part missions. where he jumps onto this helicopter, the one of those big giant helicopters, because they, they were going somewhere. No, this one seemed like he was just grabbing that just to get his daughter. No, he was going. They were going to Massachusetts. They were going to wherever they were going. He was just jumping on with when Thomas Middletich uh-huh. was talking to him. It's like, where are you going? It's like, I'm going to get my daughter. And he was just jumping on with these guys as a ride. All right, so he so just I got can, on. The, so he just got on the helicopter first. Then is that what you're saying? Because he was the first one on the helicopter, and so it looked like he was just going to take a helicopter. Go oh, maybe he was. Maybe you're right. It just bugged me because it was like, look, I mean. You know, odds are she's fucking dead. Well, the other thing is, is that he can do that because she's with the mother. Uh-huh. So it has nothing to do with her being dead. She's still with the mother up until that point. I'm talking about like um, when she's already um, at um, Fenway and he goes to find her. They jumped in the helicopter with an entire platoon of people. And then they landed right next to where the dinosaurs or the, the monsters were fighting. And then two guys ran out and got hit by fucking disintegration uh, yeah. beams. Fucking red shirts. Goddamn obvious red shirts. What a waste. This this entire thing, and and I'm trying to get my brain wrapped around what I want to say, which is at the beginning of the movie. Well, not the beginning, but when they land in the Antarctic, right? Yeah. And and you have you have the Osprey, and then they go in and and they attack the forces of you know the Charles Dance forces versus the Kyle Chandler forces, right? Yeah. And and then. Ghidorah the Explorer wakes up, <laughs> right? Yeah. So everybody runs, and as they're running, you know, the ice shelf is falling away. And what what do you have to do? You have to have at least three or four guys fall into the ice shelf, yep. you know, because they're not fast enough. <laughs> and then everybody else tumbles forward. Yeah, people that are stumbling as they're running, but yet they still make it away from it. And then they walk right to the edge of the fucking hole where not only do they know that there's a gigantic <laughs> monster lizard. What's going on down there? Yeah. There's a gigantic monster lizard waiting because not only did you see the tail, you heard it <laughs> scream. And they stand there. Instead of going towards the fucking... <laughs> the, 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 the flying ship that's going to save them. Yeah. You know, this this 30 or $300 million... Billion. This, this fucking... Yeah, this... Okay, so $500 million helicopter airplane... That's so technologically advanced that they can track anything. They can track anything anywhere. So instead of running towards that, they decide that they're going to take a smoke break and watch this thing come out of the fucking. You know, the uh, uh, I will throw something at you. <laughs> watch this thing rise out of this smoking crater, and then 
unleash holy fucking hell. Yeah. In terms of, like I said, this this yellow lightning that instantly disintegrates everybody. Vera, not Vera. Uh, uh, yeah, Vera Farmiga. No, Sally Hawkins', Sally Hawkins ca- yeah. character is running around, and the first thing that happens when when Ghidorah the Explorer pops out is the middle head fucking eats her. Yeah. What a waste of a character. Yeah. Why? Why would you do who? That's it's shitty writing. Yes. No, nobody in their right fucking mind is going to be ten miles near that crater when it collapses. Especially the people that have been dealing with it their entire careers. These type of monsters. It was cool that they called it Monster Zero, which is what they called it in the original Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah, it was all Megatroned up in the Antarctica. <laughs> yeah. So they run towards the helicopter plane, and then. And then Godzilla shows up, and then it gets kicked around like it's a soccer ball. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, the Kyle Chandler's character is stuck under all that fucking, you know, m- magically appearing wires that are thick, thick cables. Yeah. You know, he just, that, that panel just popped open, and all these wires just magically fell out like in the Millennium Falcon, you know, when C-3PO fell over. Yep. No, you know, that, that's realistic. And he can't get out, and then finally somebody comes and saves him or moves the, the wires, and he gets out just as the thing cr- crashes into a crevice. And then now they're running around as these two behemoths are fucking, you know, murderizing each other, you know, and, and Godzilla gets kicked into the crater. Yeah. And then Ghidorah flies off. Monster fight, awesome. The whole subplot of the human thing is dumb. Every bit of it, every little last goddamn second of it, when they were in there, they go into a cavern. And they, Bradley Whiffer's like, "Oh, hey, well, fucking cool! It's Hollow Earth, uh, blah blah blah." And he's all excited about it. Everybody's yeah. looking at him like he's an idiot. He's like, oh, all, all the tunnels and shit. Yeah, it, it it's true. It's absolutely true, and no, none of you care. I, I love that. Yeah, that was fine. There were just moments where, like, there are characters in this movie that that have taken a shit script. And made it all it's worth. Yeah. And then they 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 crash the submarine. Submarines weapon systems are magically broken, <laughs> so they can't fire their the radiation is just their, too much for their the... nuclear torpedo into Godzilla. Yeah. And so Ken Watanabe has to sacrifice himself by getting into a miniature sub which can be remotely controlled and the other ones couldn't fucking make it all the way there so why the fuck would that one make it all yeah, the way Yeah the drones there? couldn't make it there so this one's going he's to He's magically shielded Yeah so why didn't they just put the fucking bomb Yeah Oh it wasn't that <coughs> They have literally found Atlantis Yeah They find Atlantis and there's giant statues everywhere they're not no one's impressed Yeah Like no one's just sitting there going oh my god we just we have just unearthed an archaeological find of ever. Yeah. These these massive columns and pillars and, and, and shit that's that's underwater and yet we don't care. This is this is where this is God, where Godzilla sleeps. <coughs> no one's impressed. Yeah. No one's impressed with the hieroglyphics. No one's impressed with the alien technology that they yeah. found or or the, the, the fucking nion impossible heights. Yeah, I didn't know at that point, I didn't know if you were into the movie a lot or not. So when they blew it up, I I, I wanted to lean over you and go, they just fucking blew up Godzilla's charging station. They did. They just blew up Godzilla's charging station. And 
<laughs> I was like, you know what? I, I don't know because I because you love Godzilla, so I was just like, what if you're loving this movie? I'm just like, eh, fuck it. Yeah, no, and and I fucking hated it because all they had to do was float that submarine. They they set the timer. They know exactly how long it's going to take to get from <coughs> point A to point B, right? Yeah. They they set the timer to go off on the charge, and they poke Godzilla or whatever, <coughs> and hopefully he'll eat it. Because it's coming right at him. Yeah. He opens his mouth to crunch it, and then the the, you know, and then the timer goes off on the bomb. Boom, and then he's recharged. Right. Yeah. Instead of wasting another character, which is what they did, they wasted Ken Watanabe. <coughs> you and know then, what? I and then just, Godzilla rises and it gives everybody the you know. Um, you know what I just realized about this movie? It is a slightly better version of Pacific Rim. That's it. Just got better monster action than Pacific Rim. <laughs> But she, I'm sorry, Pacific Rim Uprising, because that was worse than the first Pacific Rim. And then uh, on top of that, you have you have guys in jet fighters. This is this is what kills me. Giant flying mutant pterodactyl. Yeah, that that, that looks like Thanksgiving. That looks like Thanksgiving. That literally has just crawled out of an active volcano. Nice tits, bitch. <laughs> and flies into the air. Has destroyed an entire fucking Mexican city. Uh huh. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Has flames shooting off the back of it, literally. Yeah. And they're firing at it with bullets. Yes. Like they were doing with Ghidorah, the Explorer. Yeah. When when they're running, and then Ghidorah comes out, and they start shooting at him. Yes. With bullets, I, and you're I, shooting at a gigantic fucking space lizard. Yeah, that missiles don't fucking do anything to with bullets. Yes, I I I I'm there with you. I really am. Why? Because that's um that's poor writing. It's um um what do they call it exhibition. It's poor writing. Where it's just yo, of course it's poor writing, but I mean, like just action, just for action's sake. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's action for shit's sake. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, it was god awful. And and it makes no sense. Like I can understand if they shoot at it, like you would do it out of fucking panic. Like this thing comes up, and you're like, like fuck this, I'm out of here. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna stand here and fucking have a full on gunfight with with the world's tallest building. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, world's yeah, tallest living building made of flesh. Yeah, there's not enough magazines to fucking take that one out. This, this you have to shoot it into the sun. Yeah. Or hopefully there's another fucking animal around that can kick it in the nuts. Mm-hmm. And and that's and then they fight in the ocean. That doesn't make any sense. They fight in Massachusetts. That's fine. And then and then they they're going after Billy Millie Bobby Brown. And then and why is it the oxygen killer bomb only fucked up uh, Godzilla and didn't fuck up Ghidorah at because all? Because Ghidorah is an alien. Just because it's an invasive species. That's the only reason why. Yeah, it's it's an alien species, so it's not uh, it's not affected by. Lack of oxygen or anything else like uh, that. All right. So that can be explained away. Yeah, and I agree. It's in the earth. Yeah. It's it's survived for millions of years. It's probably adapted and probably needs some sort of oxygen. Yeah, and then David Strathern <laughs> shows up. Okay, multi multi fucking Oscar nominated actor shows up from the first movie. You know the general. Yeah. And he's like in what one scene? Yeah. In the entire fucking movie, and then he's yeah he's and he just says yeah well sorry we're gonna bomb him so you know you might want to move. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much all. There's a missile. There's a missile coming your way. Yeah. Even though we there's a there's a fucking multi billion dollar 
aircraft flying wing there. Yeah. There's a there's a hydrogen bomb basically being shot at you. You should clear the area. Wouldn't you want to give us a, a more advanced, you know, warning? Yeah. That this is going to happen instead of last minute. Hey, at least there's free fish now. <laughs> they're all irradiated. <laughs> so they're already cooked. You can't eat them. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So it, this movie is just it, it, trying to wrap your brain around the thought processes of the writing of this film. It's I look. I I can forgive shitty writing on a movie that has a lower budget because maybe you have newer people that haven't been writing for long or whatever. But when you have when you're throwing nearly two hundred million dollars into a fucking film, shitty writing like this, there is it's inexcusable. There, there where the fuck is the money going? that you can't pay more capable people of writing a, a more decent script. And I think the other thing about the... Mon- to answer your question about Monarch and what they got on their money, if you watch the first movie, <laughs> it kind of sets up what they've been doing all along, and they've been working on this since Godzilla was first found back in the 50s. So they've been they've been around for 60 years. Well, I mean, even in Kong um, Skull Island, when you had the, just the two guys going to John Goodman, or John Goodman trying to go to the, the senator or whatever, trying right. to just to get some money so they can go to the, on this expedition. Right. It's like, dude, if they're scrounging right then for fucking money, sure, they're going to get more money, but it, it just... But, but the two scientists that he went, the two guys that he went to were working with Monarch. Hmm. So that was, again, I mean, what, what was that? When did Kong Skull Island take place? It was, it was set in the set, like either 60s. late sixties, late, late sixties, like, like it was like the early stages of right. Vietnam so that's ten years after Godzilla was first found, give or take, because Godzilla was supposed to be found like in nineteen fifty four yeah. or some shit like that. So just call it ten, fifteen years after Godzilla was first found. Yeah, <laughs> and they're still not being taken seriously enough. Right. So and and it's that's still a secret. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right with you. I mean, the. G team. I mean, if if this if this uh, organization has so much fucking <laughs> so much money and so much clout that they're able to build all these facilities, why the fuck are they in in front of just this little Senate panel? Because they are they are a special military force run by Monarch, specializing in battles involving Titans. They are a subset of the government. To answer your question, and they have to do everything through the American government on American soil. To answer your question, it just felt. Weak. No, I'm. I totally agree with you. But I mean, at least they got something right. Yeah. You know, which is if you're going to operate on U.S. soil, you have to operate with the with the U.S. government. You know, blah blah blah. It's it's like the NFL. Yeah. I mean, they still have to do Senate hearings and committees and all this other shit when shit goes wrong, right? <coughs> this movie can suck it. Yeah. So yeah, Zhang Zi. Um, she's like a very popular actress over in. Um in fucking China, <laughs> I think, or or Japan. I don't fucking okay. know. I, I think it's, uh, yeah, she's Chinese. But she's been in other movies we've seen. And I think, hell, she might have actually been in Pacific Rim, come to think of it. It doesn't matter. So she, I mean, she was just there just to appeal to the Chinese market. That That's why she was in the no, movie. No, she wasn't. She's a mythologist working for Monarch, specializing in deciphering the mythological backgrounds of the Titans in connection with tales and legends throughout history. I mean, the actress, not the character. The actress. Well, yeah, but I mean, you still have to... I mean, if you're going to get an actress, you might as well get a popular actress because her twin sister, Dr. Ling, um, and Eileen Chen are third-generation Monarch operatives, having joined the agency like their grandmother and mother before them. But again, their grandmother and mother weren't operatives. They didn't join the agency. 
they were they're they're handlers of Mothra. Holy shit! So the Corey Hawkins character from Skull Island was played by Joe Morton in this one. Right. Did not know that. Okay. Okay. I remember Joe Morton in the movie and everything. Corey Hawkins character. He was the one that was hanging out with um Shay or not. No. Who was hanging out with um Corey Hawkins was with um oh he was the one that was with John Goodman. That's right. Yes. Yeah. All right. So Jason Lyles, Alan, Alan Maxson, and Richard Dorton portray the heads of King Ghidorah. The one thing that I do like about King Ghidorah is when you're watching the heads interact with each other. Yeah. Like the center head fucking hated the left head. It was always biting it. Yeah. In 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 doing other weird things like knocking it or yelling at it. Yep. It was great. I I did like that. Um, I, the Mothra stuff was cool. Yeah. Uh, the Godzilla stuff was really cool. The Rodan stuff was really cool. But you notice the only Godzilla didn't really kick any ass that much at all. He just kept getting his ass kicked, and the only thing that saved him was when he fucking atomic blasted. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. Well, I mean, he tore one of the fucking heads off of Ghidorah. Yeah, and they grew right back. And, and then, like, fuck you. Middle finger just might as well come out instead. Well, yeah, <laughs> but he still tore the head off the goddamn thing. Yeah. So, uh, and if it weren't for the, the the missile knocking him out, he probably wouldn't have had a problem killing Ghidorah. So, you know, I mean... He, Stupid Americans. Yeah. <laughs> I just this, this whole movie is just garbage. It's And that's, what's, that, that's what makes it so disappointing is that when you have good action scenes, good monster action scenes, it, it's ruined because it's spoiled by, by, the shitty, by the shitty human characters. So... Make Godzilla more empathetic for the audience? Are you fucking kidding me? I don't want an empathetic character. I don't want an empathetic lizard. What, is he supposed to have a family? When Godzilla blows his blue flame down the throat of the other creature, a creature we never empathized with in any way, we're empathizing with Godzilla. That's the thing about the movie that I'm most proud of, and I think Garrett did an amazing job of pulling that off. I think that's what sets up our Godzilla franchise in a way that the second Godzilla movie can pick up on to begin to make Godzilla a more relatable, empathetic, em- em- emphatic character. But it needed the groundwork because you don't immediately invest emotionally in something that looks like a giant dragon or lizard. It's goddamn Godzilla. He's been around for 60 fucking years. We don't need empathy for a fucking giant lizard. We already have empathy for him because it's Godzilla. We, you have history behind you in these movies. Yeah. Just make a fucking movie that we can go to and enjoy and give fans the service that they deserve, which is giant monsters attacking each other, stupid ideas removed from the movie, like landing a fucking helicopter within three feet of King Ghidorah's foot, and then having two guys run out and get instantly blitzed, and then the other guys run out, and then nothing happens or, to them. Or, yeah, or, and, and then the and, and then it get kick, gets kicked around like a, a fucking Hot Wheels. Yeah, you know everybody survives when they completely just destroy everything close to Fenway Park. Yeah, you know, and people still take shots at the monsters with their guns. yeah shooting monsters with with fucking you, you might as well just be spitting on them. Might as well just pour barbecue sauce on yourself and stand there and say, "Hey, eat me." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you—they're you, firing missiles. They're firing, you know, uh, chain guns at them. You know, uh, from from aircraft. They're—they're uh, they're shooting nuclear bombs at them. Well, hydrogen bombs. <laughs> they're shooting, and nothing's affecting them. Yeah. They're literally coming out. They, Ghidorah is, is standing on top of an active volcano. And it's not being bothered. Yeah. Rodan comes out of an active volcano. Godzilla is in an active volcano, recharging. You think that you know they put one and one and one together? 
I just launched a gigantic pterodactyl. Yeah, convention- bust out of a fucking live volcano. Yeah, conventional weapons don't apply here. Yeah, and so why are we wasting our time with conventional weapons? It, dude, nuclear bombs <coughs> don't fucking do anything. <coughs> It's, all they do is re-energize them. All it is is they should be... I mean, they, they want to do the Godzilla thing where the tanks are firing at them and yeah. stuff like that, and that's cool. Like, if you're going to do that, then you have to make them susceptible to tank and missile fire and stuff like that, because Godzilla and the original ones were susceptible to tank and missile fire. Yeah. If you kept firing at them and you had enough ammo, you could take them down. But in these movies, they're nigh-undestructible. And I'm sorry, but if you're going to, if you're, if you're going to go in that direction... Then why are we wasting our time firing fucking BBs? We're firing BBs at a metal post. Yeah. It's not going to affect anything. Or firing BBs at, at, at the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Legendary's not only mandate was to include Monarch, Rodan, Mothra, and Ghidorah, which was a mistake. You, you have one or the other. And I think that they should have went with Rodan and built up to King of the Monsters where they had Rodan and uh, the Mudos. Yeah, it sounds like they're just blowing their load so they can just go all the way to King, you know, King Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, <laughs> and then, and then you, and then you could do the King of the Monsters, and then whatever and then. else. No, and then. And his team. Okay, so his team starts over from scratch. Doherty began with a rough two-page treatment that contained basic beats and rough sketches of the characters. Afterwards, a writer's room was assembled that was ran by. It was run by. Doherty and co-executive producer Zach Shields with Borenstein participating. Ten writers contributed to building on the treatment. The script took a year. Doherty also changed, revised, and improved lines during filming and post-production. Well, there's your first fucking problem. Doherty felt the struggles of writing the script were balancing the monster spectacle while still creating a story with human characters we care about. I don't care about any of the characters. I hope they all died except for Charles Dance and Bradley Whitford. Yeah. So do you have any um, soundtrack uh, discussion? The only thing that I didn't like about the soundtrack was the remake of Blue Oyster Cult. Other than that, everything was great. They used the original Toho, yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. It's basically Jaws. And and the soundtrack is excellent. They used full orchestra. They they did it very well. They didn't like as remember we were talking about Hans Zimmer and stuff like that. Yeah. Like and I, I was absolutely right when I said Hans Zimmer's right in the middle. Like between Tyler Bates and John Williams, and this guy is just to the right of the guy that that did the soundtrack for uh, Godzilla, was right just to the right of Hans Zimmer. Um, I gotta do a scroll up on the on the guy who did it on on the Wikipedia page, right? You know, in the in the box, box near the top. Yeah, keep going right there. So just do um, music. Bear, yeah, Bear McCreary did a great job. Um, like I said, he he worked on Walking Dead. He worked on Outlander. He won an Emmy for Da Vinci's Demons, um, and he reimagined Battlestar Galactica. So he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And and like I said, my only problem with with uh, with, with the soundtrack. Look at that fucking list, dude. We did. He's done Child's Play. He did uh, Room of the World. Happy Death Day to you. Uh, he did Happy Death Day, which I liked. Uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. He did all the Cloverfields. Or, um. Oh, he did two Cloverfields. <laughs> so. <laughs> Raymond Burr, Steve Martin. <laughs> All I wanted was see. That's why I, I, this is a nightmare. So the fact, yeah, it shouldn't it's, to have this movie already have him be king of the monsters just end the second film is just they're they're jumping ahead way too far, too, way too quickly. 
Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense. That's why you build it up to the third one. King of the Monsters should have been the third movie, and this one should have been Godzilla versus Rodan or something like that. Yeah. Um, the original motion pictures. Attack of Rodan. Rodan attacks. Yeah. <laughs> Exclamation point. No. <laughs> Come on, you don't like a classic title like that? What's wrong with Godzilla vs. Rodan? Or, or you know, Rodan Attacks. Why? Because it, it gives it an old serial style. Uh, attack of the 90-foot pterodactyl. I literally just clicked on film score, and here it is. should just scroll down. Musica. Um, he incorporated themes from Akira Ifukube's previous Godzilla scores regarding his involvement. I'm thrilled to be part, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Uh, the first trailer had uh, Claude Debussy's Claire de Lune. Um, the beautiful TV spot had two different versions of Over the Rainbow. And then there was an alternate uh, one where LL Cool J's Mama Said Knock You Out, which I thought was lame um, because it's... Should have been Mothra Said Knock You Out. No, it's just, <laughs> it's just fucking... It's fu- it's, I'm so sick and tired of hearing LL Cool J's Mama Said Knock You Out. And then they have like... Like, like in Godzilla or whatever, it, it just doesn't work because it's it's it stinks of studio. Um, yeah, here it is. So Blue Oyster Cult Godzilla was re, was redone by Serge Tankian, Brendan Small, Gene Hoagland, and other members of Death Clock, which I love. Death Clock, Death Clock. It's the it's you know Metalocalypse guys, but they had Serge Tankian singing it, and it just there's something about it. I just. It, uh, uh, McCreary called the cover the most audacious piece of music he had ever produced, citing the orchestra, choir, talking, chanting, taiko chanting, taiko drumming, heavy metal rhythm section, Hoagland's double drum kicks, and Tankian's vocals used to produce the track. <laughs> McCreary adopted and incorporated various themes to the score, stating, for Godzilla, I chose to incorporate and adapt the legendary uh, theme, and for Mothra, um, Yuji Koseki's Immortal Mothra song. Um, all in all, the... The soundtrack is great, but again, I just I don't care for the version of, and and, and then I'm not saying it's it's not a good song. I just don't care for it because just pay the guys from fucking Blue Oyster Cult uh-huh. and use that, and then and then add in all the if you need to add in extra you know to add in extra or whatever then you can do that. But you know, and, and I love Brendan Small stuff. I, you know, Metalocalypse and him going on tour and doing all that and and the animation. I mean, he wrote all the music. He wrote all the stuff. And, and uh, he's the guy that did um, uh, uh, what did he do? If you don't remember what Metalocalypse was, he's the guy that did uh, Home Movies with Warren Bouchard, and then um, he he also does all the music for the Death Clock stuff. So um, New Apartment, uh, Hey Moni, Reno Nine One One. He did. I'm trying to think of the stuff that he created, but doesn't really matter. So, all right. So, would you recommend this movie? No. <laughs> no, because the entire human element is fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, for if you want to go see it just to, just to watch the the monsters fight each other, yeah. that's fine. But you're gonna have to deal with the hu- the entire dumb human element script. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's unforgivable. It really is. Yeah, I'm not gonna buy this movie when it comes out on Blu-ray. I'm yeah, not I mean, they how the fuck is Millie Bobby Brown's character? able to escape an underground bunker without anybody noticing. An entire army. I'm sorry. Not just nobody. Yeah. An entire goddamn army that's supposed to have guards at all the doors. Yeah, that have gone around the world killing people all the time. And she just walks out? Fuck that. I guess she has carte blanche. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, 
should you see it on a big screen just for the monster action? Sure, but I wouldn't. I would, you know, use a free pass or fucking mat- matinee this motherfucker. Yeah. That's a, it's a worthless waste of time. Yeah, I don't. I have no faith now in Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, at all, none. And, and me getting angry at Joe at the beginning of this. Well, I wasn't angry at Joe. That's just my frustration with this shitty movie. <laughs> yeah, this movie is. And, and and I just I basically I was using Joe as as yeah. as my point of frustration. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the shit storm uh, to this, prove a point. This is the first shitty summer summer dead. Yeah, this this move this movie. I, I'm not gonna say it's shitty. It's not Independence Day shitty. No, you know it's a four. Yeah, if that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's not. Yeah, but I'm I am so disappointed with this movie because it's worthless. It's fucking worthless. Wasted effort. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely, <laughs> made 181.6 million dollars at the box office. Yeah, good for them. They're gonna make a sequel. Yeah, but still not in line to make as much as um, the 2014 version. Well, it depends. It, well, it was released in Beijing on May 13th, so uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. So um, a couple trailers came out recently that um, looked really interesting, which was uh, the Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Where you uh, get to see the building of the, was it the Shelby GT? The, the, it's the GT. Not the, well, okay. no, it's not the Shelby. It's the GT. Okay. GT500 or something like that. Okay. And it's got John John Bernthal playing Shelby, which did you notice that in the trailer? Bernthal and that shit? Yes, yes I did. <laughs> and then uh yeah, it's got uh, Tracy Letts who um who uh was he the CEO of uh a Ford Motor Company and you got Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Um I did actually when I saw the title for this movie, I did not have any interest in seeing it at all and then I watched the trailer I'm like, fuck this actually looks like it might be really good. Yes. It's possible. So, um, yeah, comes out on November fifteenth. If, if there's nothing else that weekend that that we that you know that that tickles our fancy, man, I think maybe we should see this. When does it come out? Uh, November fifteenth. Okay. You know what movie um, I heard was really good, and and we never get to it never pops up on the GT forty. Sorry, the one with Chris Hemsworth, um, where he's an Indy car ra- um, racer. Rush, I think it was called. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm not interested, and in, I wasn't interested in seeing that movie. Uh, this movie is directed and produced by James Mangold, by the way. Yeah, yeah, by Logan, and he did Logan and uh, and Walk the Line. Yeah. So yeah, he's you got a definitely a capable director. Oh, yeah. it, so. Bruce McLaren, Gianni and Jelly. Agnelli, uh, Enzo Ferrari, Leo Beebe, uh, Peter Miles, Molly and Kenson, uh, Tracy Letts as Henry Ford II, John Bernthal as Lee Iacocca, Christian Bale as Ken Miles, Carol Shelby as Matt Damon. Wow, I didn't know that Lee Iacocca was still de- alive. Huh. Yeah, damn. Enjoying that money. <laughs> Portfolio named Iacocca the 18th greatest American CEO of all time. He was an awful CEO. Awful. He's best known for the development of Ford Mustang and Pinto cars. All right. So yeah, we'll t- we'll talk about that one. Uh, you know, in the future, if we end up seeing it, I would like to see it if uh, nothing else is coming out. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. We got a few months. No, actually, November fifteenth isn't that far away, is it? No. Because we're already, you know. By the way, they have John Bernthal playing Lee Iacocca. Kinda, but this is what Lee Iacocca looked like in the seventies. I thought he was playing, uh, was it John Shelby? No. Carol Shelby's played by Matt Damon. Okay. Lee Iacocca's played by John Bernthal. Eh, it's a movie. What do you want? (laughs) There's a 66 Mustang. That's Lee Iacocca. He looks nothing like John Bernthal. Have you seen what John Bernthal looks like in a fucking movie? Oh, yeah. He's all fucking, he's stacked. Yeah. 
just cut. He's all punished. Yeah, it's like that's not what Lee Iacocca looks like. Yeah, that guy looks like Jim Rohn. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, whatever though. Fuck it. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that watching John Bernthal play Lee Iacocca is going to be more entertaining. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> so. I, I mean, I'm not having a problem with it. I just have a problem with. I mean. Yeah, they could have done like some makeup or something. You know, some some prosthetics or something on his face to make him look more Iacocca-ish. See. Got the ears. Right. See, that's that's it, right? There's a picture of him as Iacocca. Yeah. And Iacocca does not look anything like John Bernthal. And guess what? Picture. He's going to be in one scene and then he's going to die. Yes. <laughs> Except he, he, he can't die because he's fucking Iacocca. <coughs> I, I call it. He's still going to die. He can't die. They're going to Sean Bean his ass. They can't kill him in this movie. It'll be an alternate reality or something. You can't. He's dead. You can't. He's you, fucking you dead. You can't kill Ayakoko in a movie. He's still fucking alive. <laughs> Got to keep the streak going, man. No. See, that here it is right here. This is John Bernthal as Lee Ayakoko. No. What's wrong with that picture? Uh, he looks more like Tony Robbins. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so that was that's a bit of bad casting. That is bad casting. But... You know, I like John Bernthal because he's a great actor. He's a, he's a good actor. <laughs> Al Pacino is Dr. Ruth. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about your penis. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stick it all the way up there. John, Arnold Schwarzenegger is John F. Kennedy. <laughs> I did not sleep with that woman. <laughs> I only fingered her. Twice. She wasn't the maid. With my pinky. She wasn't the maid. I can't do it anymore. My fellow Americans. <laughs> ask. Ask not what you can do for your country. Ask what your maid can do for you. Ow. All right. Next. <laughs> All right. Then there are the scary uh, stories to tell in the dark trailer. Um, the full trailer popped out for... Um, Oh, for that one, it's uh comes out on August 9th and is uh, executive produced and partially written by Guillermo del Toro. And you know what? It looks uh, it looks interesting. I I remember reading the books when I was a when I was in elementary school. Yeah, and they were creepy. They were definitely creepy. Yeah, I mean this one looks. I mean this is it's basically creep show. Yeah, it, I think or tales from the well. This is more creep show than anything yeah, else. It's Stephen King light. <laughs> I don't know if it's Stephen King light. You know, like a kid friendly version of Stephen King. I don't, I don't know if it's yeah. even that. So yeah, there, there's a few creepy stories. I remember the one with the missing toe and the, and oh god, uh, I think there was someone like like in a coffin in the attic or something like. So I don't remember. Anyway, um, I don't know. It comes out in August. If there's nothing else out, maybe we'll go see that one. Yeah, me, yeah. Isn't it coming out on Netflix? August ninth. Uh, no, it's going to be in theaters. Okay, I thought no. it was coming on. No, the Jurassic, um, the Jurassic World um, anime series, animation series, is going to be on Netflix. So, so that's uh, that's a little segue into the news there, Mike. You like that one? Yeah. Um, so, if Colin Trevorrow is involved in any way whatsoever with Jurassic World, the animated series on Netflix, I'm not even going to watch it anyways. I d- yeah, I, I don't want any fucking thing to do with it. Camp Cretaceous. Because Jurassic World movies are getting worse and worse, and there's a third one coming out, and I'm, I'm just, I have this feeling, just got this strong feeling in my gut, it's gonna suck some ass. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, do you, do you really, you really give a shit? Yeah, you don't really. No, I don't. You don't give a shit. I'm just trying to figure out who made it. Uh, 
DreamWorks Animation. Scotty Kramer, Wayne Luris, Service Showrunners. The series is uh. executive produced by Spielberg, Marshall, and Trevorrow. So who knows? I mean, I can tell you that Steven Spielberg and Frank Marshall aren't going to be there every day, but Colin Trevorrow may, might. Yeah. They're, Spielberg and Marshall are going to want to see the dailies at least to see how it's going. But for the most part, they just are letting it go. I mean, they're just letting it happen. Yep. Give me the rent. Yep. <laughs> Casting that royalty. Yep. So, all right. So, um, did you, this being, you, us being 80s people, yeah. did you watch a lot of Punky Brewster growing mm, up? It was on, and I would watch it. Because you're older than me, so I was... Oh, the, punky. I, yeah, I was a little kid. <laughs> I was a little kid when that came oh. out. I was like... Oh, punky. I was like seven, eight when Punky Brewster came out. Right. So it was more, I think it was more appealing to someone my age than you. You were out probably smoking in the boys' room or something at that time. You were like 15 or... I don't know when it came out. Let's try that again. Punky. <laughs> oh, punky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too bad he's not around anymore. Of course, if he was, he wouldn't be in very, very, probably in very good shape to be on the show. <laughs> it only ran for four years. There was 88 episodes. Maybe they're just trying to get those last 12 episodes. All I remember about Punky Brewster was that she was abandoned by her mother when her mother sent her into the store. It was uh, I was uh, 16 when it came out, so, yeah, I didn't really watch it. Yeah, you were busy doing other shit, right? So, um, yeah, I remember watching. I don't, I just, I don't remember shit about it, though. Well, I, no, hold on. I'm sorry. 84, I was, I was 13. So, at that point in time, yeah, I mean, I would be watching it, but I was watching it because there was... So it came out before I even turned seven. Yeah, I was yeah, I was just right before I turned seven. That's when it came out. So I remember watching. I think like Webster and all this other shit was on at the time. So yeah, I mean, it's a different time, different place. We, uh, everyone had to be in before dark, anyways, and it would start in September. So <laughs> school and everything else, and then you're home, and then you got to watch. T- <coughs> anyways, long story short. Yeah. So um, they are doing a. Net, or, I'm sorry, Netflix is doing a live action, or well, of course, they're <laughs> doing a Punky Brewster remake. Yeah, they're a revival, you know, because everything, that's the new trend, right? The the trend that's been going on for a little while now is reviving old shows like Will and Grace, Murphy Brown, you know, Roseanne, all that shit. So now they're doing Punky fucking Brewster. I think Celio Moon Fry is fucking hot. And yeah, she looks, to me, she looks like a, a hotter version of Alanis Morissette. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I remember uh, she was my age when I was a little kid. So I had, I think I had a little, little bit of crush on her when I was a little kid. But, um, but yeah, I, you know what, I, I, I don't, I, I don't have any interest in ever fucking seeing this. I don't. It's one of those things. It's like, uh, you know, hey, sure, I love the Care Bears movie when it came out. I saw it in theaters, but I don't want to see any other new, any new Care Bears shit coming out now. Yeah. I, I mean, I never watched Punky Bruce. I knew, I, I think I watched like one or two episodes. I, I mean, I'm not like backtracking. I, I, there are, I don't know. I, I think I watched a handful, maybe a, a handful of episodes because there was other things on or other things to do. It's got TK T. Carter in it. Good for him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, TK Carter, he played Nalls, right? Not Knowles. Um, I don't know. I don't care. He was the cook in, in the thing. Yeah. Don't care. Whatever. Yes. Yeah. All right. So anyway. Ha, he was Knowles. I fucking knew he was He was in Corvette Summer with Mark Hamill. Southern Comfort. That's right. He was. Yeah, he got impaled. I remember. I just watched Southern Comfort for the first time about a month or two ago. Carpool, Dr. Detroit, Runaway Train, Transformers. He played Rocksteady. 
227, Ski Patrol, Rage Family Matters, A Different World, The Sinbad Show, Space Jam, Steve Harvey Show, Moesha, NYPD Blue, Domino, Everybody Hates Chris, and The Bobby Brown Story. Ugh, The Bobby Brown, really? The Bobby Brown Story. Ugh, what a wasted fucking career that guy had. He was in Domino. Yeah, yeah. So was also Ian Ziering and David Faustino. Not David Faustino. I'm sorry. Bag, bag. Brian Austin Green. There you go. All right. So, anyways. <laughs> Anywho, all right. Um, Quentin Tarantino and Jared. Is it Gerard or Jared? I don't fucking. Know. Let's just say Gerard. Gerard Car- um, Carmichael are teaming up to do a sequel to Django. Did you say Carrot Top? No, I said Gerard. <laughs> you fuck. Quentin Tarantino. I heard. Yeah. Um, they're teaming up to do a, a sequel to Django Unchained, um, where Django and Zorro um, team up, which is that is interesting. I, I and it, it, there's not there's speculation on how involved Tarantino is going to be on it because um, Carmichael is the one that's going to be writing this for the most part. So I don't know how much input Tarantino is going to have into this thing. Uh, maybe you know more about it than I do. So I just learned about it today. Did you? Okay. It was. It's just. Look, we both love Django Unchained. I mean, it's a great fucking movie. And um, if Tarantino's involved, I'm in, I'm involved. I mean, I, I'm no, in. no, you, you got to draw the line somewhere. It depends on how involved he is. Like, if he's going to direct the movie, I'm in. Yeah, that's he's going mean. to produce the movie. I'm in. Yeah, because I've I've seen a couple of those Tarantino presents fucking movies. Yeah, and they're shit. So, you know, so yeah, there's um, there's a line to be drawn. Yeah, if he's involved in the movie, not yeah. not like yeah, you could do Django. Yeah, I, I saw Tarantino presents one time. It was uh, and it starred Larry Bishop, and it fucking sucked ass. He was, he was running a biker biker gang, and it was yeah, it was fucking horrible. Yeah. So um, anyway, if yeah, if the, that, that's the magic thing. If Tarantino's writing it, co-writing it with Jared Carmichael, and he's going to be directing it, then I'm involved. Then I want to then I want to see it. Right. But otherwise, if if Tarantino doesn't want to put his fucking name on it, if he doesn't want to. If he doesn't want to put a ring on it, then no. All right. Django and Zorro. That's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> Diego de la Vega. Don Diego. Oh, is de it la Don Vega. Diego? Yeah, there we go. Um, and then uh, Netflix, Hasbro, and the Russo brothers are teaming up to do a Magic the Gathering series, anime series. Don't care. Um, until I see the trailer. Okay. Were you Were you ever into Magic the Gathering at no, all? No. That's why I say I don't care. I got I got some care. relatives. Don't care. Don't care. Wow. <laughs> I never cared for. I mean, I don't, the card game and turning in. I'm 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 an RPG guy. God, not. you're acting kind of like they canceled Happy or something. Yeah, don't care. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm not kidding about the whole Magic the Gathering. They're they're trying to pull the Castlevania thing out, and and there's a rumor that they're going to do Dungeons and Dragons or Forgotten Realms, and and honestly, I mean. I don't know how involved the Russo brothers are. I mean, they just canceled Deadly Class, and Russo brothers are executive producers on that. Uh-huh. So, I, like I said, I don't know how involved with this series they're going to be, but I'm not holding my breath for it. It doesn't, I don't, how do you turn a fucking card game into, I have like, I have like 100,000 ideas that are much better than Magic the Gathering. Hey, they turn where the wild things are into a full motion, or full length uh, live action movie, dude. That's <laughs> not a card game. Yeah, it's like turning Cards Against Humanity into a fucking full-length action movie. There it comes. It was our idea. Yep, there it goes. Pay us. <laughs> How do you turn Jif peanut butter into a movie? <laughs> hmm. Well, there's a dog, a Ooh. knife, and a human. <laughs> and some Figure sp- it out. And some speckle. 
All right. Yeah. There's a Harry Carey joke in there somewhere. Hi. How <laughs> <laughs> about a nice Nathan's hot dog and a cold paps blue ribbon? Sounds great, Peter. <laughs> hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. Hey, Harry. Hey. All right. So hey, I tried to. I hey. t- you like how I subtly tried to mention happy getting canceled, so you could just jump right into it, and you didn't. I didn't. That's right. Because it's your news. I go. You're you're acting like happy got canceled or something. Yes, I know. You don't have to repeat yourself. Well, I, I just want. I'm you, quite aware of I everything. I wanted you to join me on that. Stop segue. being a Carl and ruining jokes. <laughs> just move forward. It, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> 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 All right. So, um, yeah, you just just told me that sci-fi, after fucking only two seasons, the excellently funny and well-done show, Happy, has been canceled. Yeah, and there's no explanation why. If you like shows like Preacher and, and God, what else could you compare fucking Happy to? (laughs) Is cancel spelled one L or two? um, Or it doesn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter. I I think it's two L's, though. (laughs) It's one L or two L's. Because I've seen it with two L's and I've seen it with one, so... Why? Oh, why? Sci-fi. Why? <sighs> Both dramas will be shot by Universal Content and Sony, respectively. The NBC-owned cable network has canceled dramas Happy and Deadly Class. Um, notice it's not on sci-fi.com? Oh, yeah, because they still want you to watch videos on their site. There's there's no explanation as to why. Um, this is going to be... Deadline's probably our best shot. Uh, I never really watched Deadly Class. I watched a couple of episodes of it. And it's actually not bad. It's the Russo brothers. It's all about training. It's it's like high school for assassins. Okay. Pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool. Um, Premise. Um, yeah. An adaptation of the 2014 Image Comics graphic novel by Rick Reminder and Wes Craig. Deadly Class follows a homeless teen recruited into a storied elite private school where the world's top crime families send their next generations. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Happy is an adaptation of Grant Morrison and Derek Robertson's graphic novel. The series stars Christopher Maloney as an intoxicated, corrupt ex-cop turned hitman whose life is changed by a tiny, relentlessly positive, imaginary blue horse named Happy. Um, Patrick Patrick McManus served as showrunner. Cool. Um, No no depth into the fucking cancellation at all. There's no depth into it. I should have clicked on fucking deadline. Um... We need to have a fucking cricket cricket soundboard. <laughs> After a breakout for a season, linear ratings for the quirky comedy drama and starring Maloney and Oswald dropped sharply in season two. But the hybrid live-action animated series reportedly has been doing well in its second window on Netflix, where it's said to be the streamer's top-performing second-window drama, <coughs> besides you and key mail and demos. Uh, male demos and teens. Um, so I wonder if Happy is going to be on Netflix. Happy producer UCP is shopping the show. Netflix will be a natural home for it. Sources caution that for now a pickup by Netflix appears unlikely but the studio's efforts are ongoing. Good. Why, why would it be unlikely? I don't know. It, it, Netflix fucking does everything. Sure, they cancel everything after three seasons but they, they still. Netflix. Unless it's Jessica Jones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the two cancellations, Sci-Fi's remaining series are returning. Krypton, The Magicians, Killjoys uh, which is headed into its final season. Van Helsing as well as Winona Earp I highly suggest everybody watch Winona Earp. The person that created it is a awesome, awesome person. I heard the second season is fucking badly written. Um, that's what I understand. Second season is not as good as the first season. 
uh, which has been renewed, but its fate is in limbo because of financial problems for its producer, IDW. Why is its fate in limbo because of financial problems, which when a TV series has been renewed, they get the money from the network, not IDW? Coming up is the new sci-fi drama series, Resident Alien. The network has two scripted pilots in consideration, future classic cult cult classic and cypher and a number of projects in development you canceled happy which is going to be one of your strongest performers across the board doesn't matter if the ratings fucking drop network tv and cable tv people need to get it through their fucking heads that a hundred thousand to a million people watching the show is worth a lot of money a lot of goddamn money if you get a million people watching your youtube channel when you release content per week, once per week, and you get a million people that watch that piece, you're, you're, making, you're making fucking money hand over fist. That's cra- it's crazy money. Yeah. So when you have Sci-Fi Network, which is a cult network, which makes bad movies and is the butt of a lot of jokes, and you all of a sudden ha- start having good... Like, you're, you're keeping Winona Earp, which completely shit up their second season... You're keeping fucking Van Helsing, which I don't know anybody that watches that, but you're, you're killing off Happy and Deadly Class? Come on. Where's the fucking problem? You're getting rid of fucking consistent ratings and money for two shows. I mean, Krypton is not a big hit. And you know Happy's going get, to get the views <laughs> on Netflix. And the, I mean, shit, if you put it on fucking YouTube, it's going to get the hits. Yeah. It's going to just kill. Look, watch this. Uh... They were doing these things after the show that says, what the fuck did I just watch? You know, here's episode two. I'm not going to play it. <coughs> you want to take a guess at how many people will watch this before it loads? Two million. There's 309,000 subscribers. Episode two is 2,300 views. Hmm? Stop. <coughs> <coughs> so let's look at Sci-Fi's thing. So Sci-Fi has Krypton, uh, Meet the Villains, it's a bad day to be a hero. Uh, Zod, Brainiac, Doomsday, and Lobo are all going to be in the next season of Krypton. And I'm not really happy with Lobo because he sounds like he's Latin, and I don't think he's supposed to be Latin. I don't have a problem with him being Spanish or Latin or whatever. I have a problem with the fact that the character is not supposed to be... The main man ain't supposed to be Latin. Yeah, He's just a, he's Ar- he's Arnian. Uh 5,000 views for Meet the Villain. 3.4K views for Exploring Krypton. 2.4K views for Meet Brainiac. Happy, 672, 381, 326, and these are clips. <coughs> the Magicians, 40,000, 120,000, 16,000. Uh, I don't know what those are. <coughs> Deadly Class, 7,000 views, 499. Alien News Desk can suck it. That's another thing they need to cancel is Alien News Desk. 43,000 views for The Magician. <coughs> so, I don't know. For some reason, like, Happy on... On sci-fi is just the videos aren't doing well. Well, there's not even a lot of subscribers on there. Well, it's 300,000 subscribers. That's that's quite a bit. But if you're only getting 672 views on 309,000 subscribers, you're not you're either not promoting it enough or there's something going on. 530 for behind the scenes of 1111. Um, let's see. I think that most of those subscribers could be just fake. It's possible. Happy Season 2 sneak peek is 1.2K views. Uh, Krypton is 600. See, look at Krypton ain't even getting shit, dude. <laughs> it's like, the top view seems to be like 40,000 so far. 
So there's something wrong. They're they're not promoting it enough. They're not doing something. I mean, <coughs> but TV ratings for Happy were not bad. I mean, if you're getting a million people watching it every week, that's a million people, right? Yeah. Just in comparison. <laughs> PewDiePie, 96 million subscribers, right? President of South Africa's numbers, 2.6 million views. It's over 6.1 million views. <coughs> How to get started on YouTube, 5 million views. Minecon, 5 million, 6 million, 3 million views. 834,000, uh, 16 million views for I bought every billboard in my city for this. I don't know what that is. Damn, um, look at that one. Hundred fourteen million. <coughs> I don't. I don't know what that is, but yeah, that, that's that's a huge one. But seven million views for "I Broke My Ass," <laughs> and, and and the reason why I'm going through this just to show you, like four point seven, six point two, seven five, five five eight. He's averaging about five million views per per video. Yeah. Again, that's not chump change. If you get 5 million people watching your TV station, your TV show, you're an utter fucking failure. But if you get 5 million people watching your YouTube channel, yeah. you're a fucking hit. Yeah. You're a goddamn god. You're a YouTube god. So what's, where, where's the problem? Where's the disconnect? So I'm sorry, am I interrupting something? Well, I've got my son's uh, promotion to uh, ninth grade tomorrow, so I'm <gasps> doing the planning. <gasps> Multitasking. <gasps> Anyways, we got to wrap this shit up so we can go on to another thing. <laughs> All right. So is that it? Yeah. Happy Being Cancelled is bullshit. It's absolutely bullshit. I, I've watched the whole first season, and <laughs> it's a fucking awesome show. Yep. So suck a dick, sci-fi. <laughs> suck. suck it hard. There we go. I'm out. <laughs>